2: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Welcome to the Off Speed Podcast, the show where we slow down. Take a look at sports stories and different sports from around the world. My name is Grace Leader. I am your host, and I am delighted to be with you today. Uh, been a interesting few weeks in sports. A few weeks ago, we had Nick Pollock of Pitcher List on. We talked about uh, the art of pitching uh, in the modern day. And uh, since then, opening day has happened. Uh, there is baseball on my television almost every night. I am. Quite happily enjoying watching the Blue Jays uh, play they they are playing rather well, I would say, Uh, as of this recording. They're not quite to the top of the uh, ALE standings, but, you know, good enough close near the top. Uh, It's been it's been fun. Uh, The ALE certainly has been been fun, Uh, very competitive. uh, Every team above. 500 except for the Baltimore Orioles which is to be expected. Uh the Los Angeles Angels actually doing fairly well. Uh it's my dream to have Mike Trout and Shohei Ohtani uh in the playoffs. My my dream um that I that that also happens alongside uh, the Toronto Blue Jays winning a World Series uh, again. But uh yeah, Mike Trout and Shohei Ohtani, you know, arguably the first and second best player in the world today. Uh just let them play some playoff games a series uh, would be nice. That would be great. The Mets seem to be, uh, you know, doing rather well. Uh, Jacob deGrom injured, unfortunately. Max Scherzer looked like he might uh, miss some time, but he has uh, actually been on the field, pitched a fair bit uh, decently well. Uh, the rest of the rotation holding it together as well, currently leading uh, the NL East. uh, So that's good. The NL West looking, uh, uh, you know, competitive again. The Dodgers out to uh, an early lead. Um, But you have the Rockies, Padres, Giants all above 500. uh, The Diamondbacks much like the Oral's has to be expected, uh, living in the basement of the NOS. So So a very fun start to the season. Uh, gosh, I think I love about baseball so much. I feel like on any given day, anything can happen. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, I watch a lot of my baseball through um, the old Instagram these days. I was, you know, saw Sean Murphy get hit in the pit uh, in, in the, in the butt by a, by a pitch, a uh, very memorable Instagram uh, that went around. Uh, Brett Phillips was uh, a position player pitching for the, the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, caught a pop out like from the mound to like uh, uh, right, right in front of the dugout. Uh, really fun. Baseball is so fun. Uh, I know people might think it's slow and boring, but but uh, I, I just love it. It means summer's here. Uh, summer's on on the way, I guess. That snowed a few days ago. Uh, one of my favorite times of the year this year uh, with uh, baseball season underway uh but you also get uh you know the NHL uh is close to wrapping up uh you know a handful of games uh left for for teams before the NHL playoffs will actually uh start uh I'm a little bit uh worried about Toronto's matchup i can going to play probably Tampa Bay at least it's not Boston a handful of teams still fighting uh in the west the Las Vegas uh, Golden Knights Vancouver and Winnipeg uh, all you know some points away uh, Winnipeg, probably not incredibly likely, but Vancouver and Vegas still have a chance meanwhile the entire eastern conference at least the eight teams are set whether the seating um stays the same uh again apologies if i talk too much about uh, toronto specific sports um but very exciting to see uh austin matthews uh, score his 50th goal uh within his 50th game um that is uh, super exciting uh steph um yeah will we'll see if the the maple Leafs, you know Meet me in a, about two months when I'll be heartbroken that the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs have once again lost in the playoffs. Uh, the NBA playoffs underway another exciting reason for it to be spring. Uh, yeah, been some been some fun games pretty early on. Uh, Phoenix Suns, everyone seen in, in the in the West, dropped a game to the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, they should be able to to pull out the win there. Uh, Golden State beating uh, the Nuggets uh, two games to nothing um, as I speak currently. Uh, the, the Raptors are playing the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, they have uh, are without Scotty Barnes. So uh, a little bit unlikely to see how they can win. Uh, Miami, I think an interesting uh, story. Uh, Kyle Lowry, uh, joining their team. They're the number one seed should be able to beat Atlanta fairly easily. Actually, kind of all the Eastern Conference matchups kind of seem like the higher seed is going to take it. Um, but yeah, we are just freshly underway uh, of the 2022 NBA playoffs. So uh, exciting times in American sports. No football on, but hockey, baseball, and basketball all underway. Uh, I'm a big soccer fan as well, uh, European football. So uh, in the English Premier League, uh, they are, we are ramping up for an exciting final. Uh, Manchester City and Liverpool uh, tied their game. Uh, their their Premier League game uh, a little while ago to let Man City be one point ahead of Liverpool Uh, Chelsea far out of it Uh, they will be uh, you know contenders in the Champions League but the race between Man City and Liverpool is on and should be extremely fun uh, t- to watch. Liverpool ended up beating Manchester City in the FA Cup semifinal to head to the finals. Gives them a little bit of momentum, although ultimately in the Premier League, that does not mean much. So um, we'll see. Uh Very exciting uh, times. Uh, there so lots happening in the worlds of sports the uh, the the uh, NFL draft uh, upcoming uh, NFL legend Marshawn Lynch he became a a part owner of um, the Seattle Kraken which is kind of fun uh, staying in the city of Seattle supporting some of the other sports that are happening there Uh, if you haven't checked it out check out the Instagram story or the video of him getting to do donuts uh, on the ice that was extremely extremely fun Um, and uh, yeah so it's been it's been a uh, A fun spring Uh, today. I'm very excited. We're going to be joined by the host of Crime Scene, Murray Forth and Sarah Carradine to chat about an episode of the Netflix series, Bad Sport, which talks about sports scandals. Today's episode, one very near and dear uh, to my heart, at least a story uh, involving the 2002 Salt Lake City Olympic Games in which the figure skating competition was mirrored in controversy. Uh, Some judging. Uh, some Some poor judging, uh perhaps some judges that were influenced to score the Russians over the Canadians so we watched that um, we, we watched episode 4 of Bad Sport that is the episode it's called Gold War so if you um, ha- have not watched uh, yet before you're tuning this in you do not need to watch the episode we will walk you through the entire scandal but if you are interested uh, you could check that out uh, it's on Netflix uh, Bad Sport episode 4 Gold War all about the 2002 figure skating scandal uh, figure skating scandals uh, not uncommon as we saw there was one in Beijing this year um, with the uh, the Russian figure skater uh, who perhaps was taking some uh, substance uh, that uh, that was banned, so um, felt like it was a little little timely. And I'm you know. As I say, uh, a self-absorbed Canadian uh, who just wants to talk about things that are Canadian. Uh, this episode very much, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of Canadian pride in the episode. when We get to the interview. I actually did not say this in the the the, the, the interview with Sarah and and Mari, but the uh, the episode does kind of uh, allude to this idea of like uh, America versus uh, Russia, even though it's Canada uh, against Russia. This idea of East versus West, was, I thought was an interesting take for the documentary uh, to take, feels more about. Uh, Uh, perhaps Russia wanting to make sure that they would continue to be dominant in figure scanning. But, uh, you know, rather than some, uh, you know, disagreement or rivalry uh, with with Canada or North America specifically. Um, But we get into it. uh, We'll recap the episode and chat about uh, the scandal. A very interesting episode. So when we return, we'll be back with Mari and Sarah.
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly.
2: plus
0: and we're back i am
3: joined by the hosts of crime scene sarah and mari sarah how are you doing
4: i'm very well thank you i'm podcasting today from the lands of the stony creek nation here in beautiful launceston tasmania how are you
3: i am doing wonderful mari how are you doing
1: I'm doing good. I'm here to talk some bad sport. So. Bad sport. Excited. <laughs>
3: yeah, uh I'm very excited uh this is a sort of a unique episode of of the Offsweet podcast. We're going to recap some TV. I I mean I watched they, all my sports on TV or my phone or whatever, <laughs> uh, but uh, sort of a uh, documentary uh, version. I love documentaries. Uh, Me too. Uh, they're so they're so fun. They're so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, yeah, and this uh, this series, I did not venture into the rest of the episodes. Uh, we picked one episode. Here today that uh, I picked for very personal, selfish reasons. <laughs> it was, uh, it's mostly about Canadian pride, uh, but I was like itching to watch the rest of them as soon as I finished yeah. watching. Uh, well, this one episode.
1: Once we talk about this episode, everybody, the listeners, can go over to our next crime scene episode that drops, and we'll go in a little bit more detail to not only this episode but a few more episodes of Bad Sport. So, Grace, once we're done with this, once you go watch the yeah. additional episodes, you can yeah. then go listen to us talk about them. Perfect. Yeah, it's such an
4: excellent series, um Bad Sport on Netflix and it ranges over various sports and the badnesses are happening with them. Uh, no murders, but certainly some yes. very unpleasant goings on.
3: Yeah, so we talked about episode 4 which is uh Gold War. Oh, what a name. It's very good, very punny. I very much like it. Uh, it. the Two thousand and two Winter Olympics figure skating scandal, which as somebody who lived in Canada in two thousand and two, this was a really big deal. Uh that this like this was huge. I don't know, did it, did it for either of you, did this uh were you aware of this figure skating scandal before uh you watched the episode of Bad Sport?
1: so no i was kind of um i think i said on one of our other podcasts but like uh for the 2002 winter games for us we were still reeling from september 11th yeah so a lot in it in you know and again it was the first it was the first time the olympics had came back to the u.s since yes. i think atlanta in 96 which also had a terrorism aspect to it so um when the funny thing is I was flying unaccompanied for my first time ever and my flight landed in Salt Lake City during the Winter Olympics Whoa. and I just remember this was when they had completely upped the security and we landed and they had like they brought dogs on they brought like they brought wow. all sorts of stuff on me and my my brother were just sitting there like to accompany unaccompanied minors like what is happening and it just never like the 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 figure skating aspect of it never really reached me because mm. First off I was young yes. and in America we were just kind of focused on ourselves to be quite honest mm, right yeah. at that that point
4: Yeah. Did it hit, did it hit Australian newswaves at all Sarah? Oh look I'm sure it did. I was blissfully unaware of yeah. uh, all these goings on. It's interesting um a couple of the other um, documentaries, the, the cricketing scandal in particular, uh, f- brought memories flooding back because of, yes. of course Australia is a great cricketing nation so we knew all about uh, Hansi Kranja and uh, Marina, I'll talk about that later. Uh, we're not big figure skaters. No. <laughs> Not a, uh,
1: Not a lot of ice.
4: Not a lot of ice. We play tennis. In Swiss uh, kale, we um, scale, <laughs> We. You won two medals yeah.
3: in this Olympics. Uh, I couldn't tell you who what they were in, but I do see the table. Australia won two medals, two gold medals.
4: Some some guess, yeah. some species of skiing, or... probably or speed skating. And there's always Australians in speed skating. Um, yeah, maybe. Well, well, we have the the, the most the one of famous, the most famous yeah. gold medals yeah. uh, in the world in uh, in speed skating. So Ooh, yes. yes.
3: He was on Survivors, on Australian Survivor, right? He was on uh, Australian
4: Australia, Steve Bradbury.
3: Yeah, he's the oh. guy who, where the people fell, right? And he he glided across the finish line. That's his. Summer. Yeah,
4: and they fell in his semifinal as well. Wow. So when he was oh, accused whoa. of you just kind of hung back and got a gold medal, he said, "No, it was all completely strategic. <laughs> I knew they would all fall over each other." So in a six-person final, uh, he was last the entire way and then the top 5 fell over each other and he said oh my god it's,
3: it's pretty it's incredible fantastic. it's <laughs> it's really amazing yeah um but uh yeah Figure skating at the 2002 Winter Olympics. The 2002 Winter Olympics, uh, for me, I would, I would, I would have been like 11 at the time. So I'm kind of like right at the age where like, uh, you know, I'm in school. So I feel like there was a lot of pride about this particular Olympics, especially as a Canadian. Uh, Canada won both, uh, I think, I believe in men's hockey and women's hockey won the gold, uh, which was a really, uh, really great moment. Uh, I think, I believe there's rumors that like, uh, the Canadians managed to hide uh, a loony under the center ice, uh, which, Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, I think irked maybe some of the other competitors, especially the Americans, that we had snuck a loony under the ice, Uh, but Some believe that that was superstition and that that's how we won uh, the gold medal. So, this was like, I feel like a highly what, you know, especially the North American aspect of it. It's like this, you know, um, we recently had uh, the Olympics uh, on and uh, in Beijing. And uh, just like the timing, right, is like was the weird part where like you kind of wake up and you're watching the stuff from before. But when it's in North America, uh, all the timing is like pretty much perfect uh, to watch in prime time. So, especially as like an 11 year old. And then on top of that, uh, my. My mom in particular is a very big figure skating fan. So I feel like uh yeah figure oh. skating was on a lot uh in, in my household. Um but uh yeah this this scandal. So basically uh as as the show sh- uh, shows Russia is, has been very dominant in pairs figure skating for at this point 40 years. They 40 never lost. Years. That's that such a I long have time. not
4: lost a gold in 40 years. Incredible. Wow. Incredible.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah, part of sort of the like Russian, you know, story—the uh, success story—is to just load up with gold medals, particularly in Winter Olympics. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, show that they're like superior. Yeah, very smart.
4: Right. I yeah, mean, I mean, it's 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 an extraordinary idea. You take these uh, young children as we see uh, the skater who wins the gold. Uh, she is a very young girl when she's spotted and taken away to be under the coaching of Tamara Moskvina, uh, who is the most uh, wonderful narrator uh, perhaps not very reliable <laughs> uh-huh. we see Tamara in her heyday we also see her today uh, where she denies that uh, any impropriety impropriety happened uh, she offers her hand to be cut off if uh, any cheating is uh, is detected um, yeah. and she is a she 's a sort of fierce Coach that you know the kids mm-hmm. absolutely adored because they wanted to work. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. I think it's part of part of the culture, and she seems to be very affectionate towards them. Uh, yeah. She drives them hard, but she's extremely affectionate and loving. So she's not that cold. Uh, do what I say, coach, and walk away. And the other extraordinary thing about about the Russians is they have the ballet background, right? Uh, yes. so they have a very strong um, ballet background. So there's an incredible lyrical quality to it, mm-hmm. and As our wonderful Canadian skater says, uh, the Canadians were much more in the physicality and athletic side. And herein lies the tale, right, because it's not you jumped this far, it's measurable. You ran this quickly, it's measurable. Uh In figure skating, it's a sport, but there is a subjective uh, score given by very experienced judges um i mean if somebody falls down that's unequivocal but their opinions are what the scandal relies on if i have it right no
3: so, I've, i yeah that's totally right i think the idea that um you know if you sort of you the 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 idea here i think in the defense of some of these judges is that well yeah the russians might have you know slipped slightly uh, not even like majorly but if their routine is harder to pull off, then that should be worth more than someone doing an easier routine, uh, subjectively that, that, uh, you pulled off perfectly right
1: Mm right yeah Yeah. and i mean from what little i know about gymnastics that's how gymnastics is but i do want to just point out one thing about tomorrow that i really liked was when she was talking about how she was like russia does not kill people if they don't win gold medals like the way she said (laughs) that had me cracking up she's like i know that's what y'all think but that's not what happens and i think she showed like a lot of like uh, loving that Sarah had said or tenderness towards her her charges when we heard about elena the you know the Russian um figure skater um the woman who was in uh appearing with another guy named Oleg who was apparently very harsh Oleg. and aggressive to her and he used to like hit her and then during they were practicing parallel spins and his skate pierced. Her skull and sent yeah. fragments into her brain, and to the point where they thought Elena wasn't ever going to skate again. So I really liked that. Um, like I loved how this documentary showed you the parallel journeys of both the Canadian pair skaters and the Russian um, pair skaters, because um, Elena could have just not even made it to this this Olympics because she could have not even w- ever walked again. But to not only walk again, skate again, find uh, a partner and an Anton in order to make a run for the gold. It was just an amazing story, and I'm glad they at least got to to talk about that part before we got to the like. The scandal of it all, you know.
3: I agree too, yeah. because there's a, something that the show, the the documentary, do It does, I think, quite well. Is that um, you know there is this lingering question about whether uh, this, the Russian skaters ever knew that this this um, that, that there was uh, this judging scandal, whether they were ever looped in or not. The, mm-hmm. the documentary does not make a. De- You know, declare a definitive statement that yes, there was proof or no, that they did not know. And so I think because of that, I think, I think they do a good job here of not necessarily trying to make it seem, uh, it would be very easy to say Russia bad, Canada good. That's, that's the story. And I think that what makes it more intriguing is somebody like Elena who from a very young age was trying to be a figure skater uh, goes through you know terminals of being a professional athlete you know people like I think joke about like wouldn't it be great you know my dream job to be a professional athlete like it is still very very hard thing to do uh, and, and even, you know uh, it's interesting that you're like your take I, I thought Sarah that like Tamara comes off as like is known as this like beloved uh, Russian figure skating coach because uh, you know from the doc- I, I did do some reading apparently she is like very, she that sort of is her reputation the documentary yeah. I don't know whether that is fully the impression that that I got. I feel like if anybody gets mm. painted a little bit in the like especially I think it mostly comes from the defending of like there was no scandal uh yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. she gives herself away in the in the now uh she she is very unequivocal uh, she offers her hand to be cut off she mm-hmm. says people aren't killed if they don't get gold medals and as soon as she says it i thought oh, i'd never thought that but now i think it
1: because she you said never that happened <laughs> no.
4: that's but, a film um,
1: american thing that we yeah, all have thought yeah. so it, i'm not in, surprised yeah. in the photographs and in the in the back in
4: the day um, in the back in the day footage i saw her as a very loving and Warm and supportive, while being strict, and she also uh, is not fond of Oleg, who you know presumably mm-hmm. was an excellent skater, but because he was unpleasant and violent towards his partner, I think uh, for Tamara that doesn't that doesn't do at all.
3: But also, it was so, I feel like it's her it was her choice eventually to be like I'm, I'm going to skate with somebody else rather than Tamara This coach being like like I almost feel like if it was working, even though he was abusive, that she she might like I, I don't think she comes off great in this uh, really. In this yeah i
1: don't think so maybe it might be i how many i watched it i don't i watched it twice i also watched it
3: twice yeah Yeah, okay
1: i thought i don't know i thought it i don't know i think i guess guess it just i just guess it just matters i don't think that she came off like a russian boogeyman for sure and i truly don't think like like once we get into the scandal i truly don't think that any of the the russian like the skaters or her knew anything about the fixing I mean, honestly, I just- she might have known. She might have known. I don't definitely oh, not the see, skaters. No, I like that. Okay, let's get into it. So, so basically, let's, so look, we haven't actually, mentioned yeah. Jamie
4: Saleh and David Pelletier, oh. who are the Canadians. Uh, mm-hmm. And yes, I don't think the documentary takes sides, but somehow they are heroic because they were the ones that were robbed. So it's not really I mean obviously if you're Canadian you're on their side but as you watch the documentary um uh, Jamie and David are the ones whose side you're on because they feel that they were robbed of this gold medal that was rightfully theirs and the documentary certainly leans us in that direction.
3: Yeah so uh James and David Peltier uh like have, have Canadian household name maybe people would disagree maybe yeah. maybe that's just the leader household name but mm. two of two of the most famous uh, uh, Canadian uh, figure skaters of all time, particularly because of this uh, performance, like they, you know, the idea that they would have dethroned, uh, most likely, uh, you know, this forty-year run uh, of, of the Russians, and the fact that they, you know, there is, there are a couple. There's um, there's another uh, couple. I'm really struggling to forget their name. they are a more recent, like very successful uh, pairs figure skating uh, couple, and that was always the thing with them. It's like, oh, are they are they a couple? And they're not. And so, and then they like have other partners and i feel like there is this weird thing that we're doing like it shouldn't matter but it does matter because it like we're like oh they're skating in their love and the documentary does this as well uh mm-hmm. shows us this so uh you know she they both had partners that you know were not working and they eventually find each other uh and they're they're incredible they're really great and um leads up to the 2002 winter games there is a little bit of a you know a note in here before the um or an event before the actual performances in which uh uh soleil and uh anton run into each other uh on the ice in practice which uh there's some suggestion that perhaps maybe that was on on purpose i think the only person who says that is uh the soleil and peltier's um uh, agent so i I, you know i don't know i think on the replay it i think it does look like an accident and i almost think that it looks like jamie Jamie's uh, <laughs> so yeah. she's the one looking away. So, you know, in, anyway, interesting. Yeah.
1: I re, I had, I, that was one of the parts that I rewound it every time I watched. Like I did, I had, I had to watch it like over and over again because I'm like, It truly just looks like they, they honestly collided, but I I wish that we had seen because the shot that they really focus in on the documentary is basically right before they collide, like, like a second before they actually collide. I really wish we could have seen the footage like a little bit further before the collision. You know what I'm saying? To see what Mm. the, both the the trajectories were that concluded in the, a collision. I would have loved to see that. Um, yeah, I mean, Jamie, Jamie herself, she says uh,
4: something like, oh, I could see them out of the corner of my eye and I expected them to take this particular route. So right. I, I, I don't think it's deliberate. I think it's just it adds to the sort of the salacious feeling of it. But I think it was just one of those things that happened. She fell. She was taken away. She was shaken, but uh, she eventually could skate uh, mm-hmm. uh, apparently unharmed
3: yeah i i yeah, it's it, i think it's interesting and it's in there and you can kind of like play around with it a little bit but i think mm-hmm. ultimately uh it i to, in my opinion it seems like neither of them are full, and i certainly don't think right. that uh, jamie saleh is like intentionally running into anton so i feel like it's a mistake uh he, if, he know, certainly
4: very swiftly goes to pick her up i mean yeah. yes yeah. you just like an, an absolute automatic reaction uh so yeah
3: yeah. Uh, sorry. The couple I was thinking of is, uh, Tessa Virtue and Scott Moyer. I don't know if either, but they're the most decorated figure skaters in Olympic history, uh, oh, wow. eventually become, uh, quite the duo, uh, Virtue and Moyer, in uh, Canadian history. So yeah, we've had some, some, some big name figure skaters in, in Canada, but, uh, so they, uh, the, mm-hmm. the Russians perform first. Uh, they, they do their performance. As I say, it's a very like, you know, ballet-esque, uh, this very artistic, uh, right. piece. Uh, there are a couple, uh, you know, uh, they say, kind of two mistakes with one in particular being uh, when Anton um, does a, does a, a spin and sort of lands uh, a little bit funky. Yeah. They sort of finish their, their performance and they get rated very highly. Uh, you know, people are saying uh, even these, the jurors the are saying, yeah, the scores probably mostly match up with what they, what they did. Those are like, you know, gold medal performing. Uh, and it's, it's a very, very good performance, even though there are some mistakes, it feels like perhaps right. the mistakes aren't, uh, you know, maybe taken fully into account but probably overall it's not you know that far off seems to be at least what the documentary tells
1: us yeah i mean like the sorry sorry sarah but it seemed like the argument was between was it a mistake or was it just small details like um that that were missed you know it was like was it three minutes or was it small details that were messed up Tamara says it's details. I mean, the interesting thing, because the audience
4: there are very, it seems to me, because of their reaction, are extremely um, erudite and understand figure skating, because when he makes the slip, they make a noise. It's a noise Mm -hmm. that Jamie and David actually hear backstage. They're not watching They're deliberately not watching. But she clocks it and she says, oh, they've made a mistake. So um, the Canadian judge, Benoit Lavoie, he says it's three mistakes, but it looks like it's that one that – what the, i would the visible call a stumble, right? Stumble. yeah, yeah the, exactly. the one where they
3: say it's the twi- the landing on the twist i like watch it i'm like that looks perfect <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like very clearly cannot be mm-hmm. a figure skating judge because he's yes. like yeah they didn't quite land it it's him like twist she's twisting and he catches her and if you know something about the way he caught her is not exactly how you're supposed yeah, it wasn't to catch her. smooth. Mm-hmm. but yeah. to me to my like untrained <laughs> eye i can't tell the difference so.
4: the, the fact remains that as you as you say, Grace, you, the mistake is not like, oh, automatic de- deduct points. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the judges are going to keep that into consideration. But if it's a very difficult thing that you're trying to do, the level of difficulty raises all the scores. Yeah, Uh,
3: so basically, on the technical merit, uh, the United States, Poland, Canada, and Japan all rank a little bit lower—a five point seven versus a five point eight from everybody else. Uh, Mm -hmm. They get uh, nearly perfect scores on presentation, except for Canada. uh, Canada and Germany give them a five point eight. Then uh, Jamie and uh, and David, who did not watch the performance, as you were saying, very interesting that they just chose to sort of you know let's focus on what we're doing. They go out there and you know. Uh, this is it is this is a very memorable performance, especially for like this Canadian folks. Uh, but I, I just love the way the documentary, like you know, tells the tale of this like beautiful love story. They talk about um, the song they they chose uh, is this American song. They're on American soil, so sort of playing uh-huh. in, into something. I, I love the journal saying like that's not cheating. It's just figure skating, you know. Uh, the idea that like you could pick a song, uh, that <laughs> you pick an American song, that would be cheating uh, is hilarious. But they they pull off this rather impressive performance. They you know sort of. Uh, middle towards the end they pull off uh this maneuver that you know is the trickiest for them to perform, and they they pull it off and jamie is like basically saying like we've basically we've done it because everything else we're gonna nail which they basically they do they it's uh it's a near perfect uh at least you know i guess a near perfect the scores are it was of, a perfect of six oh, uh mm-hmm. right but uh yeah they get basically 5.8 5.9s across the board but uh yeah the scandal of the of the of the episode then when the when uh five out of the, the nine judges uh
1: give Russia the the edge. Uh Yeah. So, a few things here. So, first off, the announcer, like, I love how they, <laughs> they had the broadcast and the announcer was like, throw that's a triple the, loop in the golden that's gotta, like
3: That's got to be the Canadian broadcast. Uh, yeah, well, be, like, yeah. I mean, it,
1: the crowd erupts, too. It was like, yes. like like Sarah said, the, hopefully the crowd who's there and paying to, to do figures, they, they know what they're watching. And like everybody said, it seemed like that was a gold medal skate, um, which is why when the scores come up, they get second, people boo, you know, it was really interesting um, to see that because that's what it felt like. It was a setup. It was like, oh, everybody is expecting them to, to get the gold. But uh, Grace, can you can you maybe go a little bit deeper into sc- the scoring, like how the scoring truly works? um so
3: i i yeah i know it's a six point uh system i know that they they don't use that system uh any more, any, any. Any more. Right. um and so it, it does see, I, I i'm not sure if the so they they also talk about the placement um yeah. but it does seem to just be like i i'm i'm sure that it's just like your total score added up but they do also then have the placement which i'm not sure is whether that's yeah, what like the judges uh actually ranked you. Do you know, sir, if that's what the judges right. ranked you or if that just, you know, you ranked them you gave them more points, so therefore you did place them higher.
4: Well this this or unless I mean, there's a tie,
3: maybe. Anyway.
4: Yeah, it, it seemed to me, and I would have liked to just a touch more process here from mm-hmm. the documentary, but it seemed to me that they get their points, but then the placement is then the judge's discretion's the wrong word. It's not simply you add up all your scores and whoever has the highest score wins. And I think this is where the scandal was able to happen because the four Eastern Bloc judges uh, gave it to Russia. Um, that was Russia, China, Poland, and Ukraine. And the four Westerns for the Canadians, Canada, US, Germany, and Japan, uh, and it was the French judge who broke the tie for the Russians. So I would like to know whether it's, it can't just be that you add up the points and whoever has the most points gets the gold. There must be this discretionary placement uh, decision that's made. Well, I'm also wondering, so
3: like China gives uh, uh, the Russians a 5.8 and a 5.9 and then flips that for the Canadians, gives a 5.9 and a 5.8. But then so because those scores are then tied, uh, presumably the placement can then say, well, if it's an exact tie, I would give uh, Russia kind of... Place right, Russia yes, above, above Canada. Whereas very clearly, if Russia gave, you know, Russia gives a, a 5.8 and a 5.9 and then a 5.8 and a 5.8. So very clearly, just on the numbers alone, we presume that they would place Russia one and Canada two. But I presume it's when there perhaps is a tie. Um, ah, that you, that I, I don't know. I, I'm trying, I was quickly trying to glance through the Wikipedia. It does not yeah. really tell me. Uh, it says you award two marks. I'm assuming the placement then comes when there's a tie. Uh, is my, is my very best guess, but I don't, I don't honestly, honestly, know.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So now the, the, the focus is on Marie-Ren Laguniac, the French uh, judge who is the one that, that breaks the tie (laughs) if you want to look at it from East, the East and West um, place. And now the skullduggery begins with um, late night calls to journalists, tears, confessions retractions can one of you untangle all of that well i couldn't i was i found it a little bit hard to believe that like
3: we get most of this in like the last 20 minutes of the like basically less with less than 20 minutes of the episode they're like yep so uh russia wins and then we're gonna figure out how it's all solved. and like i guess the Part of the thing that happens here, I think, with the, with this episode is that, um, certainly a a decision is made to award Canada a gold medal as well, which I remember being very controversial, uh, Mm -hmm. at, at the time that, that they shared the gold medal. Uh, Jamie sort of talks about this in the moment saying, like, it's a little bittersweet to, like, stand on the podium with the people that, like, you know, she doesn't say this. She's, she, uh, implies, she even says when they are standing on the silver medal podium that, like, she was trying so hard to not look like she was being a bad sport Uh, (laughs) yeah interesting name of the episode I like points at the end the Leonardo DiCaprio at the screen Um, but uh, yeah they eventually are also awarded gold medals uh, due to um, them finding that they believe that there's evidence of bribery basically and if the documentary seems to tell us that the biggest piece of evidence is there's evidence that um, uh, as long as uh, France will put Russia ahead in the pair skating then and Russia will put France ahead in uh, ice, ice dancing. dancing. Ice dancing, mm-hmm. yeah. Which they don't. Which they, Which don't. they don't. So do. mm-hmm. I don't. You know, I also didn't look into this. I wonder whether that event happens afterwards and the immediate backlash of like because I I do wonder. Does this ever? Is there ever any investigation into this? If if the Russians just have a better skate if, if the the performances are reversed. uh, And you know, France like, you know, I'll put them first. Like they were the best, (laughs) you know, Uh, that it's just a safe gate. It's just a safeguard. And because it gets a little bit exposed in such this, obvious way that then i wonder if the ice dancing is later and the, the russia's like well we can't we can't win. even though they did i guess they did win anyway so it's very interesting but
1: so let me break this down a little bit because yeah. this this goes really fast like all it's of this really, goes fast. really fast yes so once once they get awarded on the, the podium like that day it's like um russia gets gold canadians get silver and you know jamie says she's trying not to be a poor sport The next night, that judge Marie Marie Rain whatever Sarah said, (laughs) she she starts talking to like another judge, like, "Oh my god, it was my fault. I pressured him to do it." Yep, yeah. Not only that, but the Canadian figure skaters are being told everywhere they go on all of the news platforms that, like, "Hey, you guys were robbed. Hey, you guys were robbed." Also, their PR guy is working. A hundred times because hey, he said he's booking them on everything.
3: I saw it all. I saw it all. They were yes. on the news, like because they get their medal within five days of the competition happening. Like, yes. they are still in Salt Lake City when they exactly. get the medal, and like yes. yeah, they were all over the place. The fact that they were like in America, like I think, does wonders for like this PR PR stuff. Yeah. There, you know, whatever. But it, like I to get them everywhere, yeah. uh, that doesn't happen probably quite as much if like they're in Beijing.
4: It's important to note as well that the the gold medal is not taken away from the Russians. Right. An additional gold medal is given to the Canadian pair. And when the presentation happens, uh, the two women are holding hands, the two men are holding hands as they all four of them stand. Uh, So the the Russians are there for the presentation. Uh, They don't just get it. Solo, uh, which uh, I thought was very much to do with front facing, uh, you know, reparations. Well, they say as well that that uh, Galgo
3: gives the is the one to actually can the medal. And and like David's like, I was so annoyed that it was him because he's the head of the figure skating committee. And he's like, the scandal happened under you. And like the idea that you would have you come and even though like, you know, you're not you're not saying, yeah, the Canadians should have won. Canada doesn't like the thing for me that like it's it, it really doesn't matter. You know, but for me, the like very small thing that I always, that I'll, I think about with this is that like that moment of like, yeah, having the flag raised, singing the national anthem, like Jamie and David never really get that moment. Um, you know, if you truly believe that they had the better performance that they should have deserved one, they never really get that uh and said they have to like sort of share this moment with somebody else which uh you know it is what it is but like that's the thing that i if, if, and so like he's annoyed in that moment to be like we're up here with them and then like you're gonna come and give me my medal like come on like whatever well, uh see, so, that's why
1: yeah. I, that's why i want to get into this a little bit because they got their they got those two medals um re- rewarded fact check me on this grace but it was like 11 days after your initial competition something because- like that yeah Within that time frame, a whole quote unquote investigation happened. so Marie tells a, another judge that she was pressured. It gets out, it gets out to the press. She then goes to the press and says, "Yes, I was pressured to vote for the Russians because of the french uh figure skating president uh Didier said that she needed to in order for like you said for um Russia to place the the ice dancing for um France." And apparently Didier um, Cheating was not Yeah uh, uh, Cheating was not new at this point There had already been several point Scoring scandals under His watch yes um but because of this it then got up to the fbi because the fbi was watching all the pr stuff um the the salt lake city uh fbi the utah fbi and they were actually um i don't know if it was them but somebody was tapping a russian mobster's phone and during a wiretap, they heard that the russian mobster basically alluded to bribing um the French judges or being involve, involved in uh the this bribery scandal. Yes. Um so this then came back to uh what was who's the guy that um that you said uh, who had to give them the, the gold Gale did did guy, say, okay. Guy, okay. Uh, yes guess, both yeah. D.D.A. So just- and Marie were suspended and that's when Canada and Russia shared the gold. So they really did all of this so quickly, the, in the mm-hmm. meantime, Jamie and David were on Rosie. They were on the Tonight Show. They were, like, like Grace said, because they were in the States, they were able to go to hit all of the big shows. Um, and it was, it really goes to show you, like, it, it like, is that, was that an investigation? Like what the FBI's, I feel like was good, but then the, the figure skating dude who gave them the medals seemed kind of like, eh, you know? Yeah, Here,
4: what, what I, I, look, I, I think you're right. So, our, our friend Bill McCausland is the FBI agent, a figure skating yeah. fan um, right. who uh-huh. was watching the figure skating. Uh-huh. So, he was fascinated to be involved with this. And they are looking at, you know, Russian uh, mob. Uh, our friend Tamara tells us that there is no Russian mob. Where are um, they? With their glasses? Where with their are they? Glasses. But, where oh, are they? not see, right. them. I don't yeah, see yeah. Them. Um, so the, the investigation from, from the FBI, I think is, is good and true, let us say, but the figure skating association, the Olympic committee, uh, you know, as we saw with, um, with Icarus to get any of these big, international sporting organisations to change, to do a proper investigation. There was an idea of, oh, we will intend to start an investigation at some point in the future uh, from good. the th- uh It's it's very strange. So I think what the upshot of the investigation was, was uh suspend Murray Wren, she'll never be able to judge ever again, and give a gold medal to the Canadians.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah that's the compromise uh yeah i'm not sure i'm trying i was trying to find i know that on- it's february 15th that they get the which is the press conference which basically says okay we're gonna give them uh gold medals and i'm not sure exactly when they get them but i i um mm. i am trying to find i can't the on the wikipedia page i'm not showing the date that the actual uh uh, uh you know uh, figure skating competition was but that's okay it's very it's very all very very quick um yeah
4: It feels fast. It feels like they wanted it solved. Um, They also, uh, Diage is also suspended. And Yelena is with us today saying gold medals for everyone. Everyone can have a gold medal. And I thought, yeah, world peace. And I thought, yes, I mean, for her and uh, Anton, uh, as far as they knew, they won and they stood on that number one spot and the Russian flag came down and the anthem was played. So, they are damaged by this as well. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a great look. I mean, uh, Russia is not uh, in the year 2022 is also not uh, you know uh, far removed from Russian figure skating scandals uh, still participating in right day. Uh, yeah it seems like uh, for, I feel like uh, figure skating is uh, it, you know there's something about it that feels like in the same, in the same world as sort of uh, sometimes like soccer and things like that where yeah there is just like a ton of there is like a fair bit of like scandal in this little uh, this little world that like you wouldn't really expect I think based on like you know the image that it presents but uh, but therefore, like, you know, I think it re- the most I think, you know, the obvious reason they say at the, at the beginning of the of the episode, right, is that figure skating is art. It's both sport and art. And and because mm-hmm. the judging is uh, objective or sorry, subjective rather than, objective, you know, that it yeah, it leads itself open to uh, scandal to to to. You know, controversy and cheating. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, very, you know, the, the scandal this year was, was more so about, uh, performance enhancing, uh, you know, uh, stuff, but, uh, which is not unusual to sports in itself. Uh, mm-hmm. and not, uh, yeah, but, uh, yes, very, I, I, I thought the episode was fun. I think that there's like, you know, it's a 40 minute episode. I believe mm-hmm. that there was a, a documentary released, uh, this year, meddling, I think it's called, uh, it's done by NBC and it's a four part, uh, the documentary series on this specific scandal i might be really interested into, yeah maybe yeah well that there's a lot of, uh jamie and david I'm, i was actually kind of surprised this wasn't in here you know when i was talking sarah about like that there's a little bit of like shades of shades of gray i think especially with the people who put in the villain category very clearly it's not shades of gray with the canadians like they're very clearly the good the good guys i think like elena is certainly the the most interesting person in this story to me they say at the end like they're not really sure if they're ever involved she agrees to sit down and be in the interview um but like a big you know, one of the other things that happened is like jamie and david uh had like a pretty severe bout of the flu before the olympics and like so their oh. uh, their ability to be able to perform i think was also in question because they were recovering uh from this flu like it was like you know they're gonna be able to be in tip-top shape if they like missed a few days you know uh almost oh. you know really selling the underdog story of mm-hmm. uh, of our lovely little canadian figure skaters right that's not really in there it's not important to the scandal at all it doesn't matter it's more you know for like my you know history of like the the story of these two people uh it's important but for this particular story it's not important but you know yeah four parts four parts in the nbc miniseries so maybe we'll find out about the
4: scoring and and look and it has to be said that the that the four skaters all skated together in um whatever it's called Stars 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 on ice yeah so it it's it's the stuff swirling around these you know fairly young uh driven athletes very very talented athletes and they are just the the still centers of all of these uh, scandals and politics and uh uh and and so on and so you see them You see them particularly being, I don't want to say the word victim, victim's not the right word, but through no fault of their own, they are the centre of this. And Yelena is certainly, as she's with us today, very entertaining uh, and I think probably still living her best life. Mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah so i thought i thought
3: overall it was uh enjoyable it was fun to sort of have for me to have this sort of nostalgic throwback to definitely this like scandalous period in canadian sports uh history i feel like it's a little bit overshadowed by some of the other accomplishments that canada sort of accomplished at the time but but this uh, to me was it was a big deal so very very happy to have you to uh, join me for this episode anything we missed from the episode anything anything we should should highlight uh sure. No, I think we All did right. a great
1: job, and and right. uh, like you said, uh, we will be reviewing a little a few more of the episodes. So if you want to hear our reviews, our recommendations, um, you can just uh, hop over to Crime Scene of uh, the Crime Scene Podcast, and it'll be dropping the- this following week. So cool! <laughs> lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?"
0: Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office. let's play a little let's play a little game uh
3: i like to uh you know play games with with my uh, guests who come on and i will uh i'm very nice you will not compete against each other you can compete together oh um, phew yeah yeah <laughs> gets each other so <laughs> as i said before i i do feel like sports is very uh you know prone to scandal uh yes. although perhaps you know there's not often judges but there are referees and a lot of money involved in sports so mm-hmm. uh, sports is not uh you know not uh one to shy away from controversy scandal uh so i have a little you know scandal quiz for you um okay. and Wait, what i like hey. to do is i'll ask you a question uh you can get 2 points if you can get the uh, answer correct without the multiple choice. Uh you can get 1 point if you request the multiple choice. Um so yeah, and there's no real, you know, uh, barrier nice. bar <laughs> yeah. to win. It's
4: just let's just see how you do. Uh sound I'm good? I'm scared to be on this side cuz usually I'm on the other side plotting know, with you I making quizzes for other people to 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 show their show their asses during. But um, let's see how <laughs> All right.
3: Let's uh let's start with ones that I think are easy. <laughs> what sport had the hand of God scandal? Oh, soccer! Yeah, that's yeah, soccer. Oh. Uh,
4: Diego Maradona uh, famously scored. I could I could have even said Diego Maradona. There you go. He put his hand to a soccer ball, which you're not supposed to do. But then he said he didn't. It was the uh, hand of God? Yeah, unless unless you're from Argentina,
3: and then he definitely didn't touch the ball. I don't know. I don't, I guess I don't know if Argentinians like believe or like, yeah, it's fine. He touched he definitely touched the ball. It's okay though. We won like we won the uh we won the World Cup. Uh or if they're like uh no, he never touched the ball. I guess I don't really know what they they stand. But uh yes so I'm known as the, the century. In.
4: I was just so excited. That that is the point of the game is to get the (laughs) questions right. So I think you're okay. Two points for us. Yay. yay. What about
3: this one? What was illegal about Danny Almonte's play in the 2001 little league world series? What was Wait, say it again. What was his age? What's what's elite? What was illegal about Danny? Oh, his age.
1: Yeah, Yeah. He was, he was too old. Yeah.
3: He, uh, from the Dominican Republic. He said he was 12. He was 14. Oh, what a cheater!
4: <laughs> scandalous, yeah, uh, scandalo. very scandalous. Uh, uh, that was a big
3: rumor in the, in baseball for a while. These players would come from Dominican Republic and like they think that they had like. Uh, that's
1: uh, pretty good because I just because I always saw like you know when they do this I've all, always seen the spoofs of it in SNL so it's always like they're 30 which <laughs> like trying to play so 14 versus 12 that's not too bad it's still illegal I get it but it's not what I, I
3: yeah I, rules are <laughs> rules but it's not like yeah it's not like yeah he's like 25 and he's like, right
1: yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> although sports is weird I was just thinking like when uh I was looking at like Jamie Saleh and Dave Belte they like retire after uh after this Olympics and Jamie's like
1: 25
3: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> imagine retiring well, from sports Ash Barty famous australian just retired at like 26 we uh, love
4: ash yeah. she's just, we we're all part of the party party we absolutely right. love her but okay. i mean the age thing is really interesting i i once uh, heard of a podcast the great uh, radio lab and they were talking about if you are a canadian hockey player your birthday will be in january february or march yes. most likely yes and the reason is that the whole year goes forward, but if you were born in December and you're small, you're in the same group as uh, someone who is virtually a year older than you and is larger and because of the nature of the game i thought that was really interesting. I, yeah.
3: that is not just sports i believe that statistically uh i mean uh, no offense to anybody whose birthday is late in the year uh statistically they say uh, there are exceptions to rules uh but that uh you're just much better off uh if you have a birthday uh, earlier in the year because again you, you will have more time like uh at potentially at home like you know Learning things before you start school. If you are born earlier in the year, I have a friend who is a teacher who is like uh, would like st- when it's getting too late in the year, I'd be like, "Well, can't try having a baby now. We'll I have to wait for me." <laughs> <Because> like, <laughs> I will have I will not be having my baby in you know November December. <laughs> so,
4: yeah. Well, uh, uh, here yeah. here it's not uncommon to um, start uh, children, particularly uh, male children, um, uh, in the following year because you can right. do that. Yeah, yeah, oh. for, for these reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. But 14 is a little bit, That's a little bit of imbalance yeah.
3: there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. What is Pete Rose uh, banned from sports for?
1: Sports betting for, yeah. on baseball. Okay. Can I,
3: give, can I give you the multiple choice? Because I did write these, one, this one specifically Please. is for you, Mari. You're correct. He did gamble on games, he betted yeah. on his own games. Uh, but I, my, my responses were he admitted to using performance enhancing drugs, he gambled on games, he embezzled money from the team he coached, or he kept getting beat up by Kane
1: yes <laughs> all, <laughs> all of the above. Yeah,
3: two points uh the problem with uh, some of these like writing these sports scandal stuff is that like sports is such a part of our culture i think that like it's hard to find sports scandals that are like not immediately so many of them are like did you know tiger woods like slept with a bunch of women it's like yeah that <laughs> to write a- that.
1: <laughs> and i love uh we'll probably talk about it more on true crime but um sorry crime scene um but i love the podcast uh sports criminals yes it's a great podcast that whenever i was like when i had downtime from all of my other ones it specifically just focused on sports related crimes oh cool and it was and they'd be sometimes they'd be really short like 30 or 40 minutes and sometimes it'll be part one part two and they go in depth for, for different sports scandals and then of course like 80% Eighty percent of it is just sports betting. Like most
3: of it is sports betting. It's mostly sports betting. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Two things that uh, people do. Yeah, it's like uh, that. Uh, they Point do shading. drugs and the, Yeah, mm-hmm. and they like cheat in the games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. What team was caught throwing the not, the nineteen nineteen World Series in the infamous Black Sox scandal?
1: Mm. Uh, we, I'm gonna need the I'm gonna need the multiple choice. Well, Can not we multiple just say the
4: Black Sox? <laughs> so is that a team? Don't say that. Let's get the multiple you
1: want,
3: choice. You want the multiple choice? But the don't bo- we, do, we well, guess, do we get a free
4: guess? Do we get a free guess? Yeah, I'll give you a free guess. Is so, but I'm going to give you.
3: Team? So, I but I'm not going to tell you where to get to points. So then it's the Boston okay. Red Sox, the Chicago White Sox, the Baltimore Black Sox, or the New York Yankees.
1: I think it's the Chicago White Sox.
4: Then why is it the Black Sox scandal? I don't know anything about that, apparently I'm going to a baseball game in like three weeks time. I'm oh, so you're excited. actually going to Okay. It. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? Um, yeah. I'm going to defer to Mari on that.
3: Mari is correct. One point, it is the Chicago White Sox. I think it's the Black Sox scandal because they they were bad. So They were bad. Yeah.
1: I Sox, yeah. thought it was the White Sox, but I just wanted to hear the, the multiple choice again.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah I think they, that was
1: an episode of Sports Criminal.
3: Yeah, uh, they, uh, like, uh, the eight players who were on the team who agreed to do it, uh, were all then banned for life, including the great shoeless Joe Jackson. Uh, so yeah, uh, a great movie. Eight men out, uh, great base. you're looking for a good baseball out? movie. Okay. Yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah, they threw the World
1: Series to the, were- I believe the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, because uh, gambling, of course. Gambling. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, because they were the favorites to win. And, uh, yeah, so yeah. Or and, maybe it, maybe the opposite. I can't remember.
1: Grace was there. Never, there was never a team called the the Black Sox. Right? No, no. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple. <laughs>
3: there's weird. I don't even know the weird Sox teams because like, I was looking up like so weird many. answers. There's like the 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 Bowie the Bowie Bay Sox and there's like yeah. There's oh a bunch yes, of Bowie. Weird...
1: Yes. Yeah. I think that's yeah. a minor league around here. It is a minor league team. Yeah. Yes, around near where I live. Yeah.
3: Uh. All right. Uh. What is ro What is Rosie Ruiz famous for?
4: Oh, I don't know this one. What country is Rosie Ruiz from? Mm, mm, I feel like that would give away, some, give of away. My, okay. some
3: of my choice. Right, let's choices, the, model, multiple let's, let's the multiple right. choice. Did she use a blood capsule in a soccer game? Did she get caught betting on games in which she was the referee? Was she a boxer who removed padding from her gloves, or did she cheat to win the Boston Marathon?
1: Ooh. Ooh. Mm. I like C or D, Mary. I think so too. That's what I'm thinking. It's between C or D. I have. I've listened to a marathon.
4: There is a marathon runner who, cheated who was a woman. Yes. Whether it was Rosie Ruiz I or not, know. I don't she know. She let's see. say the marathon.
1: Well, yeah, let's go with the right now.
3: Correct. Correct. Yes. One point. Uh, yeah, she it. famously uh, drove in a car to the finish line and then was, was caught uh, in 1980. Uh she was yes. eight days later uh of her of her title. She did not and she like yeah, she like crushed, she like broke the record. I feel like she needs to be a little bit like you gotta be a little closer, you know. I feel like
1: I could <laughs> yes. see the picture. I feel like yeah. I can see the picture too. She is she's so like, happy crossing the finish like, line. Like hanging yeah. on somebody or something like that? Did yeah. she take the tea or something like Did she take like, the, sub- and, I, think she, the sub- she, I feel like she might have taken a, a can. <laughs> a, but that sounds like a sick
3: a platform of sitcom, maybe. Yeah.
4: Uh, there are, there were twin brothers who uh, ran as one in many, many uh, ultra marathons. They were finally caught because, uh, so one would run half yes, I'm looking and then go into a, uh, into a place and, and the brother would come out dressed exactly the same but they were finally caught because they had different watches I
1: I I need to show you guys this uh this they, image. they caught her, so basically, she had shaved twenty five
3: minutes off of her previous best time at the New York City Marathon. Yeah, six months. Come on. When asked come by on, re- Rosie. When asked by a reporter why she did not seem fatigued after the grueling race, uh, she said, "I got a lot. Of, I got up with a lot of energy this morning, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, which I think is
3: hilarious." And then, yeah, she uh, yeah. And then uh, everyone else was like, "You don't really look that tired." And then uh, she also got caught because uh, she did not recall uh, the students of Wesley College who traditionally cheer loudly for the first female runner. As I passed the campus, she did not recall that uh, that she did. So, uh,
1: yeah, that was such a good. What did I watch on her? Okay, I will figure this out and I'll make sure we put it in our recommendations because I I I can't remember if I listened to a really good podcast on her or if I watched a really good documentary on her, but it was amazing. Like just because of how like she had a history of doing stuff like this, it was really good. Oh my god, I gotta figure it out. Uh, I was wondering
4: Uh, I was once uh, pottering around my own home, minding my own business on a Sunday morning, and I got a call from the race director of the Sydney Harbour 10K. I had uh, decided I had a a bib and I decided not to run. And I gave it to my running coach and I said, you better not do a really good time. And he said, no, 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 that's fine. Anyway, she rang me and she said, "Uh, why are you in the top 10 women? I said, no. No because it wasn't me she said clearly i said so we were fine oh, no, and, and, I, I mean. and i said and i said to, well because they know my times and they know i'm not top 10 uh women yeah but you don't have to uh, say clearly well, <laughs> yeah. I across. and so I, I rang my coach and i said what did you do and he said oh i thought i was going slowly i went no no you you got like sixth place so please don't yeah. do that again
3: yeah uh all right, I have two more questions. Uh, what happened during the University of North Carolina Carolina scandal? Uh, as the basketball team scandal,
4: um, what happened? Yeah, what happened? Um, I they used ladders? Start it. <laughs> they, uh, they would get a ladder
3: out every time they did with the basketball mm-hmm. team. Yeah, that, that that's yeah, I like that. One.
1: Um, let's get the. I think should I guess? I have a guess.
3: Yeah, take a guess. I'll we give you two point points list. if you get it read.
1: Point, point shaving. It was point shaving.
3: Okay, so uh, that is one of the multiple choice uh, answers. Their players were cop shaving points, uh, so that's not the right answer. Uh, they created fake classes to keep their athletes' grades up, they bribed players to come play for them, or the players laundered money for the university.
1: Ooh, fake classes. And it's not point shaving? Not point wow. shaving. It's normally always point shaving in college. Um say it one more time so they created
3: fake class to keep their athletes grades up they bribed the players to come play for them or the players laundered money for the university
1: I swear all of those could be it Sarah you got any you want to guess oh I'd go for the fake classes that sounds good to me
3: that is correct fake classes yeah Uh, they just made them up and they were like yeah they're all passing (laughs) they're doing great Uh, they're They're, they're, they're passing
4: introduction yeah. to money laundering yeah. uh, <laughs> uh,
3: I will say the the college sporting scandals is certainly one of the uh, most uh, filled uh, sections of the Wikipedia page and yeah Murray, like all of the ones that I gave are obviously <laughs> just like other universities who did that exact same thing uh, like yeah the University of Miami athletic scandal is that they were like bribing the players to come play Yes, uh, I know that yeah, one. so yeah uh, they're all real things but well, that's what do. happened in North I Carolina mean, was do. fake classes I just love it I think it's great. They it's do awesome.
4: bribe players to a certain extent because they give them scholarships and, uh, you know, they want them to come and play. So they do a whole lot of legal, I'm sure, uh, ways to entice, (laughs) shall we say, rather than bribe. But it's the same thing.
3: Yes. Uh, Okay. Last question. You can't
4: get to college any other way. So you come and play sport for us. Yeah. Right.
3: Yeah. Uh, What did Nelson Piquet Jr. do in a 2008 Formula One race that caused controversy? So last question.
4: Hmm. He used the halo device. What?
1: What's the halo? I guess. What are you? Are you ah, you, you need to
4: listen to nothing but Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> we. I haven't gotten to that
1: one yet. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, What did he, he do? Um, and,
4: uh, he is it anything to do with the pit? Did he pull into the pit when he wasn't supposed to? Did he leave the pit when he wasn't supposed to? Did something happen in the pit? I'm fine with taking the, the... Yeah, let's take the multiple choice.
3: Alright, so that is not correct, but I would have given it to you if it was right. But I'll give you the multiple choice. Did he use illegal tires? Did he give the middle finger out the window of his car? Did he intentionally crash his car? Or did he drive the whole race backwards?
1: What? Are these options?
4: <laughs> oh, he drove, the whole he drove the whole race backwards. Classic Mario Kart
1: oh strategy. Yeah. just. <laughs> I don't think that's it, but let's go with it. Let's let's no the, the, no, the the one question he, he did not drive his uh, car backer.
3: He intentionally crashed his car into a. a the, the, so that would have been uh, the only on one favorite. I would have
4: said was not possible. Why yeah, he intentionally but crashed his car that.
3: because uh, that person was likely to win. So he just he crashed his car. So, yeah. Oh, he crashed uh, his car
1: into somebody. Oh, Okay.
3: Yeah. Well, that he doesn't ca- make it any I, better, I, but he he did ca- he caused the crash. So yeah, gotcha. Yeah. That's it. So, uh, no points on that one. We got points on every other question. So, that's one, two, three, uh, uh, five, seven, nine, nine points. I'm that's pretty good. That's
4: whoop, whoop. That might be our high score. That was so. Fun. How, many, how many questions were there? There were seven. Fair. We wow. got a whole lot of twos, though. You got three, three.
3: Six points. How many? Po- yeah, you got mm-hmm. six points, and then, and then yeah. you got three one-pointers. So,
1: yep.
4: so that's no, oh, nine. Okay. Yeah. Nine. Nine, okay, I'll take nine. That. on seven questions. I thought there was a yeah. bit of Kaelish math going on.
1: No, I never, <laughs> never. Uh, all right, yeah, that, was, yeah,
3: that was the <laughs> quiz. Uh, you have uh, talked a lot about your, your podcast, Crime Scene, which I very much enjoy. Uh, but um, is there anything else you're, you're up to? Where can people find you?
4: Well, uh, they can find me on Post Show Recaps, uh, just finishing off Bridgerton Season 2 uh, with a feedback show to come. And, of course, the slow burn, the slow and continual burn of our flag means death. #Hashtag Renew our flag means death. We need a season mm-hmm. two. Uh, Why won't they do I, it? They have to do it. I, like you,
3: you you cover two shows. Uh, sorry, I, today I saw that our flag means death continues to be the most streamed show uh, on on uh, on platforms and Bridgerton. Became the most watched English show in Netflix history, beating Bridget and Caesar 1. So you're covering some streamable shows, and yet they will not renew our final yeah, set. So
4: they, they, I'm sure they will renew it. I, But I had a wonderful time recapping it with um, Brooklyn Z and with you, Grace. Yes. So it's uh, time to, if you haven't watched it, what on earth are you doing with your life? Watch it listen to us, and then we have a very, we were so thrilled to have a have a, a very special episode where we had an interview with Vico Ortiz, who plays Jim.
3: Uh, I I uh, oh. sort of make the comp sometimes that I feel like our flag means death in the same way that like Ted Lasso showed up into the world and was like, what is this lovely, heartwarming little show? And I feel like our flag means death did very much the same thing, that it was like, this is going to be a silly pirate show, and it's just beautiful, and it's lovely, and mm-hmm. people should watch it, so. Yeah. Uh Murray, what are you what are you up to? Where can people find you?
1: Okay. So currently on a hiatus with the wrestling half up. Normally you can catch me and Matt Scott, uh, reviewing the highlights of the week in wrestling, but we are on a hiatus until probably about mid May. So just go on ahead and follow me on Twitter at Mari Talks Too Much. That's too like the number two and at Matt Scott GW. So you'll know when we come back. Of course, you can find me here on post show recaps, uh, covering Atlanta with the great Chappelle and Latonya Starks. So each week, we re- review season three of Atlanta and um, give our thoughts on the shenanigans, the deep think pieces of the third season of Atlanta. And then, of course, me and Sarah, if you like this episode, Come and listen to us on Crime Scene on RHAP. So uh, you can find us by going to RobHasAWebsite.com slash Crime Feed, where you can subscribe on all platforms to the Crime Scene podcast. You can also submit your suggestions and recommendations to us either on Twitter at cr- Crime Scene r-h-a-p so c-r-i-m-e-s-e-e-n r-h-a-p on twitter or you can send us an email uh, to crime scene r-h-a-p at gmail.com that's crime scene like s-e-e-n and that's when we will bring you true crime tuesdays yeah
3: perfect thank I you think. both so much for joining me this was lovely that is uh, the interview uh, the segment with Murray and Sarah. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Uh, if you have sports or stories that you think we should be covering on the off-speed podcast, let me know. You can, uh, uh, send me a tweet or send me a dm on twitter i'm at hi from grace on twitter uh anything i'm doing anything i'm podcasting about which is a fair bit at the moment uh, we're doing some russian doll coverage over on post show recaps covering winning time the hbo sunday night show about the los angeles lakers as well as doing weekly movie coverage with ariel uh, all of that and more can be found over at post uh, and again i'm at hi from grace From Twitter uh, let me know what we should be covering what should we be talking about we'll be back in two weeks time a very special guest very excited to be chatting about Australian rules football we are going to learn about the game why it's popular and uh yeah get a little glimpse into Australian rules football a sporting world that I know very little about uh and presumably many of our listeners uh will be interested in getting a deep dive uh into into the world of Australian Rules Football. So we'll be back in two weeks' time. Until then, the podcast is over.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?